1: Welcome to Family Oneness, an exciting broadcast focused on God's families. Here we will be discussing insightful, powerful, life-changing applications from the Word of God. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bless you and welcome again to Family Oneness, focused on the family. A Bible centered time of encouragement, sharing a word for fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, grand and godparents, all that make up our family unit. It's a word of strength and encouragement. The family we know is God's central power unit for changing lives and strengthening faith. I'm your host, Pastor Bree Jackson. I'm a pastor at Salt Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop Ari Jackson. I'm excited to be here with you again. Our message today is Never any doubt. Our key verses found in the book of St. Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 7. I want to acknowledge our co-host and my pastor, Bishop R.A. Jackson.
2: Good morning, everyone.
1: He will join us at the close of our broadcast to say a prayer for our families. Families of God, open up your Bibles and turn with me to the book of St. Matthew, chapter 28, starting at verse number 1, and it reads, In the end of the Sabbath... As it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning in his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. Families of God, on this blessed and holy season, we acknowledge, hold dear, and reverence our Lord Jesus and his perfect sacrifice with the highest esteem. The sacrifice could not have been more behemoth, could not have been more tremendous, could not have been more massive and majestic and prodigious. The mammoth and stupendous nature of his death on the cross was surpassed only by his resurrection from the dead. I'm talking about Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus or the anastasis, is the core of our Christian belief that God raised Jesus on the third day after his crucifixion. According to the word of God writings as the firstborn from the dead, ushering in the kingdom of God and starting his exalted life as Christ and Lord. Saints of God, the imagery or the visual of our savior herring over hell with keys and power, given a name that is above every name. The only begotten son of God releases the captives, makes me want to shout glory be to God. All glory be to God. Our message today is never any doubt. There was never any doubt, never any doubt Our key verse came from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 7. Family of God, if the devil would have known, he would have never crucified Christ Jesus. It says in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 8, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, because the Father... Families of God the Father, because he loved us so much, because God loves you, and he loves me, because we have a high priest that has been touched by our sufferings, according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 15. For we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. All of heaven watch, families, The perfect lamb slaughtered for the sins of the world. All of heaven watched the brutality of his beating. Somebody says Christ's life mattered. All of Jerusalem on a hill called Golgotha witnessed the crucifixion of my Lord and your Lord and my king and your king. The earth went dark and the ground shook, the earthquakes in diverse places. There was no herald of angels flocking to save Jesus because they knew, they all knew the prophecy. They all knew the words of the Father. In three days he would rise again. In three days he would get up from the grave with all power in his hand. Fathers, mothers, sons, and daughters. Let's go back to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse number 9 through 12. And it reads And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10 Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Verse 11, He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Verse 12, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bared the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Families of God, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the foundation of our Christian faith. Because of the resurrection, the belief in God's saving grace, delivering power and forgiveness through repentance was only given through Jesus. When Jesus rose from the dead, somebody, he confirmed his identity as the son of God and his work of atonement, redemption, reconciliation, and somebody shout salvation. The resurrection was real. It was literal. It was physical. Raising of Jesus, transference of body from the dead. Somebody says, what does that mean, Pastor Bree? It means that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ After death gives us access to that same power. Somebody for those of us who understand the movement of God, we can see that God not only endorsed it, but he made sure it was complete. Though it pained the father to watch the son suffer, the greater reward was in the resurrection. Somebody shout. He came. He lived and he died and got up from the grave resurrection 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 being the literal physical raising of Jesus's transference of body from the dead his transference of body that transferred body that can move between earth and heaven somebody today needs to understand that all of heaven watched the perfect lamb slaughtered for the sins of the world all of heaven watched the brutality of his beating, that Christ's life matters. All of Jerusalem on a hill called Golgotha witnessed the crucifixion of my Lord and, and my King and your Lord and your King. The mother and the disciples stood by waiting. The earth went dark. The ground shook. Earthquakes in diverse places. There was no herald of angels flocking coming to save Jesus because they all knew the prophecy they all knew the words of the Father the Sadducees and the Pharisees looked at the event and was satisfied that they would remain in office they did not consider the Father God was watching as the Father turned his eye for a moment at the last breath of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ he knew, he knew, he ordained it, saints of God and he sustained it that in three days he would rise again in three days he would get up from the grave with all power in heaven and in earth in his hand shout amen families of God Isaiah 53 and 9 makes it clear there was never any doubt the grave was already assigned some people thought they knew they thought they understood but God had defined it he had ordained it and he would sustain it according to Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 9. And in the New Testament, we see it clearly. Jesus is talking in St. Matthew chapter 20, starting at verse number 17, and it reads, And Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart in the way, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests, and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death. And shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. Fathers, mothers, sons and daughters, somebody ought to be shouting. You see, Jesus was arrested. He was tried. He was found guilty of claiming to be a king. His body was hung on a cross between two thieves. After his death, Jesus' body was wrapped in linen cloths and placed in a tomb with a large stone across the opening. But on the third day, on an early Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene and Mary came to the tomb and found it empty. Sitting on the rolled away stone was an angel of the Lord who told them, Don't be afraid. Jesus had risen. As the women left to tell the disciples, Jesus Christ met them and he showed them proof of his nail pierced hands. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament speak of the truth of Jesus being raised from the dead. Jesus testified of his resurrection before he died on the cross, and his disciples witnessed his body after the resurrection. All of that to say to us today, there was never any doubt. We need to tell our problems, situations, difficulties. We have no doubt. We have no doubt that our God is able We have no doubt that our God is capable. We have no doubt that our God will come through for us. Shout amen. Families of God, our first point of study today is found in St. Matthew chapter 27, verse number 57. And it reads, when the eve was come, there came a rich man of Arithmethea named Joseph who also himself was Jesus's disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth verse 60 and laid it in his own tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulchre and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulchre. We see that Joseph begged for the body of Jesus. Joseph provided a tomb that he had prepared for himself. But it was okay, families of God, because Jesus only needed it temporarily, temporarily, temporarily. The precautions that they had taken at the tomb consisted of three things they rolled a large stone they it had a roman seal and they also assigned a guard so thanks of god they were taking precautions precautions all types of precautions to ensure that jesus would stay put that the body of jesus would not be taken but more importantly they knew they had no doubt that what jesus said he did they took precautions they took it down, wrapped it in a linen that was hewn out of a solid rock, but the Romans were not taking any chances. The stone was a solid stone. one solid stone, it was one that would seal it. They put a Roman seal so that no one else would come by and disturb it. And then they assigned a guard to watch the tomb. Pilate said to them, you have a guard, go make it secure as you know how. And they went and made the grave secure. Along with the guard, they set a seal on the stone, according to St. Matthew 27, verses 65 through 66. These precautions made the religious leaders feel secure that they had quenched the excitement around Jesus and that it would soon go away. The enemy tries to do this in our life, families of God. He sends a rock he tries to put a seal and he tries to guard us and keep us in bondage. But today, just like your savior, just like the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings, God has given us the power to get up and come out. Families of God, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the priests thought they won. But the Bible speaks about early in the morning. We believe early one Sunday morning. Two women came to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus, not understanding how they were going to roll the stone away. But the stone had already been removed and the seal had been broken and the body was gone. And an angel at the tomb asked them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. They went back to tell the other disciples who at first did not believe. But somebody touch yourself today and say, I have no doubts. I have no doubt today, saints of God, that our Savior reigns. Our second point today is the angel came. He came with specificity. The stone was rolled away. The Gospels note one and two angels, but only relevant to the question. One gospel focused on the question of movement of the stone, the one that moved the stone. The other gospel focuses on the stone was already moved and two men stood by whose clothes dazzled and glistened. The singular focus was that the stone was rolled away. Very specific saints of God. There was no revival going on. There was no healing going on. There was no coming down of fire. There was no great light. The angel had a specific job to do, and he came with that level of precision, nothing more. The level of being specific assures us that our God wanted to leave no doubt, never any doubt. Acts chapter 2 says this, starting at verse number 22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as Ye you yourselves also know him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain him who God hath raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of it for David speaketh concerning him I foresaw the Lord always before my face for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope because thou would not leave my soul in hell. Neither would thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Somebody ought to shout. But let me read verse 23 in the ESV. It says this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hand of lawless men. Families of God, the summation of this is that God's plan is precise. There's a level of precision. There is a singular focus. The stone was rolled away. Nothing more. There's a level of being specific that assures us that our God wanted to leave no doubt. Never any doubt Focus on these words for a second, the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. There's nothing we can plan that God doesn't already know. God was incredibly precise in how he predetermined events to unfold. It's one of the miracles that you and I both get to see in history and in scripture. We see how Jesus throughout his early life in ministry and in his death perfectly fulfill the prophecies about the Messiah, according to all of the definite plan and for knowledge of God. There's something about God being precise because God is precise. We know that there will be an end to sin because God is precise. We know that death is nothing compared to our newborn, our newborn life. We know that God is precise. We know that there's a new heaven and a new earth because God is precise. Somebody today ought to remind trouble that's trying to trouble you. Your God is precise for trouble. He gives double. Your God is precise. Remind sickness that God is precisely giving you healing. Remind lack that God is precisely giving you abundance. Somebody today shout amen. Taking a break from our study today. If you're preparing for worship and route to worship, or maybe you're at home, we're talking about never any doubt. Our key scripture comes from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 7. Saints of God, there's never any doubt, never any doubt. There's never any doubt that our Savior rose from the dead and has all power in heaven and in earth in his hand. Our last point for today is that Satan could not win Because victory belongs to God. Jesus Christ's death was itself an exaltation and victory that the son of man was lifted up to draw the sinful world to him and victory over the forces of Satan and sin and hell. Families of God, in Christ's death, he was exalted to judge, and he deprives the world and Satan, who leads it, of any power over his people. We know this according to Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. From the English version, it says, English Standard Version, it says, Families of God, and you being dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he is made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements That was against you, which was contrary to us. And he is taking it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. The Bible says at the cross, Jesus squashed the principalities and the powers. All of the satanic spirits were at war with God and God's people. Jesus stood boldly in the middle and claimed the victory. We can stand today right now with God saying God you've given us the victory God's holy law any disobedience was a slave to sin but Christ came and wiped out all that guilt because God bore his own righteous penalty. He erased not just the penalty, but also even the handwriting of requirements. God made sure that there would be no condemnation to those who served him. Jesus is Christ's death. It was itself an exaltation to victory. Somebody, the son of God was lifted up to draw the sinful world to him and victory over the forces of sin and hell. Families of God, we need not listen to what the flesh tries to tell us today. We can stand in the victory and not have any doubt that the power of resurrection is at play in our life. That the power of resurrection, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of us. Somebody shout, Amen. Families of God, I will leave you with this. The devil doesn't want us to know the truth about him. He doesn't want us to know that if we resist the devil, he will flee from you, according to James chapter 4, verse 7. He doesn't want us to know, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen, according to Romans 16 and 20. He doesn't want us to know that in John 10 and 10, it says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He doesn't want us to know. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives unto death according to Revelations 12 and 11. He doesn't want you to know ye are of God little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Satan does not want us to know saints of God that we have nothing to fear. The Bible says behold I give You the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. According to St. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. He doesn't want you to know for God has not given us. A spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. According to second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, the enemy does not want you to know that the greater one lives on the inside of you by resurrection power. Shout amen. I pray that you walk in the strength and know that the enemy doesn't want us all to get together. No, no, no. He doesn't want all of the mothers and fathers, sons and daughters to begin to praise the name of Jesus. Because he knows that that light would be blinding. That light would thwart his plans. That light would push him back. That light would cancel all of his assignments. Today as families of God, virtually, we're lifting up the name of Jesus and declaring that we have that light praise the lord bishop while the spirit of god is still moving will you please come and say a prayer for us
2: let us pray lord god your families today are stirring up the gift that you have given us making much room for much power not our own might but your might power working in us lord jesus we thank you for your amazing love has been poured out for us at the cross and poured into us by the Holy Spirit. We want to taste and experience more of the depth and breadth and length and height of your amazing love. Help us to walk by faith. Help us to endure in suffering. Help us to fully embrace your Son, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, So pour out your love in our hearts in increasing measure by the power of your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We stand on the word of God today, knowing that we do not speak in the words which men's wisdom teach, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spirit things with spiritual. We hear from your throne room today that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. We had a question, who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. We are victorious. We bless your name now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations for. Ever and ever, someone say amen and amen.
1: Bless God, bless God. Thanks again for listening to Family Oneness, where we're sharing the word of God that encourages our hearts and connects us to the Lord. Bishop and I aspire to continually be a voice of one crying in the wilderness for our families, because we know from Genesis to Revelations, it's all about a bloodline, and that bloodline being the family of God. The Family Oneness Prayer Circle Sends our best and love to you all. And now a word from one of our young leaders.
2: Hi, I'm Deacon Elijah Torian. We are having a service at the Rock Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our virtual Sunday morning service is live at 1045 a.m. to 1145 a.m. On our Solid Rock Facebook page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith. We are located at 611 Amador Street in the city of Vallejo and our cross street is Florida. Our Wednesday night Bible study is services start at 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. More information can be found at srcof.org. Feel free to share your prayer requests with us online. Bishop, Pastor, and I look forward to seeing you there. We will, we will see, see you, you at, at the, Rock. the
1: Rock. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California.